0: welcome to keep calm and home school on I'm so excited to have you join me today and this episode is going to be all about how to choose the perfect curriculum, how to find it, how to identify it, how to know what is actually going to work and asking the right questions before you actually hit that purchase button. So grab yourself a cup of coffee and settle in you guys. I've got my kids awake, which I usually don't. I usually do this late at night. So there's going to be some pitter patter of feet above me, possibly some yelling eventually, and it promises to be interesting. So let's do this. Alright, so I know that I talk a lot about curriculum on my podcast and my blog and the reason for that is because a large amount of my followers are people who are either new to homeschooling or they're coming to me because they are looking at my curriculum reviews and it really is one of the number one problems that people face is trying to identify and choose curriculum for their family and whether that is because you are brand new to this or whether that's because you are trying to find something different because what you are using isn't working or your child is is outgrowing their curriculum, or you are outgrowing your curriculum, or you want to branch out into more freedom. I mean, there's so many reasons that we are in the market, and it seems to be a continual cycle in this homeschool journey, is that just when you find something that you love and that works, it only works for a season, and you're moving on. There's very few curriculums that I, or curricula, Apparently, I say that wrong because it is curricula when you're talking about more than one, but you know, I'll say what I say, y'all. That's all. Anyways, uh, so there's very few that I actually stick, have stuck with for a very long amount of time. And that's just because my kids are constantly growing and changing. And so am I. Looking back into our first years of homeschooling, I had somebody ask me in the town that we used to live where, I guess I would have homeschooled, you know, my first three years or four years, Um, somebody was asking me, you know, what are some great places for nature journaling and stuff like that? And I thought, I have no idea because back then in my start to this homeschool journey, I did not take a Charlotte Mason flair at all. I didn't know anything about Charlotte Mason and I did not have a morning basket and I did not do looping or nature journaling or studies or any of that kind of stuff. So I really have changed. It made me realize how much I've changed in this whole process of, of homeschooling my kids, my oldest is now going into grade six, which is just crazy to me. And I started when he was in preschool with actually, trust me, a lot of curriculum because I was gung ho. So even if you don't count that and you count kindergarten, I'm going into my seventh year. And in seven years, a lot has changed a lot. And really my own vision and purpose and idea of homeschooling is one of the things that has changed the most. So when you guys are talking about and looking at curriculum this summer and planning your homeschool years, I know that it can be daunting when you feel like you're constantly switching, but I want to encourage you with this. I want to encourage you with the fact that, that, that life is fluid, that we're not ever in one season and, and stagnant and not growing or changing or learning as we learn more about what education means, as we learn more about our children, as we learn more about ourselves, as we um, change and our vision of homeschooling changes, then our, our curriculum is going to need to change. We outgrow it. And that's natural. It's not that you're a curriculum hopper. It is just the natural flow of finding what works for your family. And the other thing is that it's a huge, huge, player in this whole thing of finding and choosing and and switching curriculums is the fact that new curriculum is being written all the time. And as new curriculum comes out, sometimes it trumps other curriculum and it's better. And so you don't want to get stagnant and stuck with one thing when maybe there's something out there that could be even better for your family. So I encourage you to to keep seeking and to not be afraid, even if you have something that works to keep learning. And eventually when you feel like you need to change, you'll have a better idea of what is out there and what's gonna work for you. So now we're to the main point. If you are in a season of feeling like you need to switch or change or find curriculum, how do you actually do that? There is so much out there. History alone, there is a massive selection of resources and how do you actually figure out what is going to work for your family? So first and foremost, it's really helpful to go and look at my master homeschool list. And I'm not trying to self do anything here, but I really have tried to go with every single curriculum that I've ever found and put it on this list so that you can get a really good idea of what is out there. It helps when you're reading through that because you can just go through and research one by one. Okay, history. Here's the master list of all the different history programs that are out there. Now I can research each one of them rather than trying to search and get recommendations because I don't even know what exists. So if you don't know what exists, you need to check out that master homeschool curriculum list. And you guys, any of the links that I mention in my podcast, my whole podcast is available on my blog. If you go to homeschoolon.com, right on the very top is a little button that says podcasts you'll see all these episodes listed there and they're actually done almost as a blog post. You can listen within the post as well as all the pictures and you can pin it so you don't lose it and you can share it with people and all the links that I talk about in my podcast episodes are right there on my blog. So if you want to you know, follow up on anything we talk about today, that's the place to go. So you, you probably want to go and check out that list or if you can find a different one, and get an idea of what is out there for curriculum. That's your first thing, you have to identify what exists. The second thing that you need to do once you know what's out there is start researching and just automatically you're gonna be able to check some stuff off your list. Because as you're going through, you're gonna see, okay, well this is Christian, this is secular, so that's a huge one right there. Are you looking for Christian or secular? There is a ton of Christian resources that are out there. There is less secular resources. So if you're a secular homeschooler, you're gonna have a harder time probably finding and you're gonna have less options when you are looking for curriculum. So that's gonna be a big one right off the bat. You're gonna be able to X off a whole bunch of stuff because you're looking for either Christian or you're looking for secular curriculum. So, you know, now that you've looked at the list, you need to start going to each one really and and having a quick understanding of, of what is the style, what's the approach, how teacher intensive is it? These are the kind of questions you want to ask yourself. I would make yourself a list of just master questions that you're going to ask yourself when you're looking at a new curriculum and those should totally be in there. What is the homeschool style? There's if you guys don't know about the homeschool styles, there is there's a a few different styles that kind of you're probably going to have one or two that you most identify with that just will align with your vision of what homeschooling is. So Charlotte Mason is one of those and it's nature journaling, less busy work. So you have your kids do less and but expect more from them. Expect greatness in that short amount of time. Um, What's another one? Traditional is very bookwork. So read this textbook, fill in the blank. Uh, Traditional Charlotte Mason. Montessori is very hands-on it's there's actually not really a lot of curriculum that is Montessori because the idea is not to use curriculum the idea is to strew trays and activities that your kids learn from with you know sticks they're learning counting and alphabet tiles to learn spelling and all these different things so Montessori you're likely going to not find as much in a curriculum because it's it's outside of curriculum but it is a homeschool style so there's a bunch of different homeschool styles. Again, if you're not sure what style you are or even what those are, then I will link to it on the blog post on my blog, What if you go to podcasts, and that will help you go through, answer a few questions, and identify what is your homeschool style. Is it classical? Is it Charlotte Mason? So now that you have an idea of what your style is and what these styles are, when you're looking at curriculum, you're going to see ones that that naturally fit or flow with certain approaches. A lot of curriculum is very traditional. That means it is textbooks and fill in the blank. An example of that would be Apologia. Apologia has Bible, it has science, I don't even actually remember if it has history off the top of my head, but Apologia is like a a Christian publishing company and that is a great example of traditional because it is read this and then fill in the blank, test quizzes, all those kind of worksheets thing. Okay. Another example of traditional would be anything a Becca anything abecca is pretty traditional charlotte mason is where you have living books so living book is written by somebody who is passionate about it who is gifted and makes it come to life and a living book is just it's just different when you're reading it it pulls you in because it is not just a dry boring textbook um so Charlotte Mason would have that it would have more narration dictation copywork um kids would be explaining or orally narrating what they've learned there probably wouldn't be tests because the kids are tested by narrating, and you can quickly tell what gaps they have when they're narrating to you with a Charlotte Mason style. There's probably like lots of things getting them outside in nature, and so that's the kind of thing that will help you identify if something is Charlotte Mason. So, as you go and you take this quiz, then you can go and there's it will tell you here's all the homeschool styles results in a nutshell. And I tell you, I tell you there, okay, here's what it is. This is what traditional homeschooling is. And now I tell you what it looks like in a homeschool day. So you can start to see, okay, I understand what that looks like. So when I'm looking at this curriculum, I can start to identify which style it is. And that's important because if you find that you want to go more Charlotte Mason or you want to go more unschooling even or unit study, then you're going to want to start to find curriculums that line up with your passion and your vision for your homeschool. So when you're looking at curriculums, try to identify their approach to learning. What is their style? What is their approach? And does that line up with what you want? For example, I started off with traditional. I started off with a Becca because that's how I was homeschooled for a a good portion. And I had such fond memories of it. And I'm totally type A and I loved little tests and and desks and, and worksheets. And that was my vision of homeschool at that point. And that changed. And now anything that's traditional, I can pretty much cross off my list because I know that it's not going to work for my kids or me because I like to be more out of the box now. I like to find stuff. I think there's a better approach. That's just me. That's just my opinion and that's just what works for me and what I'm passionate about because obviously I think it's better because it's what I'm doing. I'm not saying what is going to be best for you. You have to identify that for yourself. You have to go take this quiz and start to figure out, is this what I want for my homeschool? Is this my values? And if it is, then go with it and try to find something that's going to line up with that. Hopefully that makes sense. It's hard when I can't see you guys' you know, I feel like I need to like look into your eyes in a video. I love video. But anyways, so that would be one of the first questions I would ask myself as I go through is what is the approach? The next thing I would ask myself is, you know, budget is like you're going to have a budget and you have to think about that. Maybe you can spend more on that amazing, amazing, amazing history program, but then you need to find stuff that's cheaper for the rest. So you have to have a budget in mind and look at it as a whole. So when you're looking at curriculum, especially if you're picking and choosing your own. So there's There's curriculum out there that is all in one. That would be something like Sunlight or Bookshark where it is open and go. It comes with all your books for your readers for the entire year. It comes with your math. It comes with your language arts and it has a schedule, four-day or five-day schedule. Winter Promise is another one and you open it up and it says, read this, do this, do this, do this. Here's your language arts. Here's your math. Here's your science. Here's your everything is there and a schedule and you just go through and follow. Those companies, for the most part, pull from other resources, okay? So they're pulling from books that you'll go and you'll find on Amazon or at the library. They're pulling from math that you could go and buy on any site. So they're pulling from a bunch of different resources and they usually have some of their own exclusive resources they've created as well. Like maybe their language arts is exclusive or some of their copywork stuff is exclusive. So it depends. Everybody's different, but those all-in-one programs are a mixture of the that company's product as well as other products that they lump together and put into a schedule for you. A lot of, um, I know Bookshark, um, what's the other one? Starts with a T. I want to say Tumbleweed, but that's that's wrong. (laughs) That's a toy company. Anyways, there's another one, but they, a lot of them, like for example, you'll see Esborn Books. Sunlight, like they they use Asborn books, while you can go and buy Asborn books. So, so what I am passionate about. A lot of people need to start with an all-in-one because they just don't know where to start, and it makes it easier for them. Something to be aware of: it is a lot more expensive to go that route because they've put together this package for you. So you're looking at usually about six hundred dollars to get started. So it's just something to be aware of: is that if it's going to cost that amount of money. Guaranteed, you can probably get it cheaper if you pick and choose your own. And the other benefit with picking and choosing your own is that you can choose based off of what you love, not what somebody else puts together in a package. So maybe that math that they include in their package, you don't like. So you can choose your own math based on your own reviews and what you think is going to work best for your child. So that's just to give you an idea of the all-in-one versus picking and choosing your own. But if you're picking and choosing your own, you do have to be more aware of your budget because while you definitely can get something for cheaper if you go and you purchase it yourself and look for sales and discounts and coupon codes, it also can be more expensive because now you get to choose from the best of the best in each category. And as you're looking, the best of the best is never, it's never cheap. All right. So that's all just things you need to keep in mind as you're looking is your big picture of your budget. Plan your curriculum out with all your different subjects before you submit so that you can start to get an idea of how much that math program is going to cost you, figure out which ones are most important to you, and you might have to find something a little cheaper for a different resource. And it's not to say sometimes people have this idea that, lots of money means that it is better and it can sometimes you're paying because it's you're getting this value out of it that you can't get with something that's that's cheaper but there's a lot of programs that are coming out that are designed for affordability and they're made with with high quality resources but they've specifically decided that they're going to make this incredibly affordable for families because they understand that this is an issue that you know families don't want to go and spend $300 on one program. So how can they make it more affordable for you? And you know there's a lot of programs out there like that. So so don't feel like it has to be expensive, but sometimes what you are determined to use, example of that would be Right Start. I use that with my daughter and it's incredibly expensive. It's over $200 for your manipulatives kit and then $100 for your program, plus tax, plus shipping, plus. So it's a very, very, very expensive program. But that is one that even though I found cheaper math and math that I works fantastic for the rest of my kids, Math Lessons for Living Education is like 30 bucks. Okay. So comparison wise, I'm still getting amazing value in Math Lessons for Living Education. It's a phenomenal program. But for my daughter who's struggling, this hands-on component of Right Start, the the, the card games, the scales, the the shapes, the everything is hands-on and she has just exploded with it. So it it is a must. It is something that is worth the investment. It is something that is worth it. So so these are the kind of things that you need to consider is what are your child's needs? Okay, what do they need? What do you need? What are the kind of time investments that you have to give? And And how much does that program require? Well, that's fine. It only requires an hour. But what about your math? and what about your language arts and then multiply that by however many kids you have start to start to lay out what your day would look like if you were using this curriculum is it feasible is it something that is sustainable and and the more questions you can ask yourself before before you even buy that program then the better idea you're going to have of if it's going to work long term for your family. So you're identifying what the approach is. You're identifying your own approach and if those things mesh and fit. You're looking at whether it's secular or Christian. You're looking at what the budget is for your entire homeschool and how this is all going to fit together. You're looking at um, at your day and what you can fit in time-wise. You're looking at which ones are more teacher intensive and which ones are More independent anything more traditional is more independent the child reads and does and there's less required of a teacher so these are all things that you need to consider and think about as you're looking at curriculum but I encourage you to create a basic frame for your day figure out how many kids you have how much time they're all going to need for all these different subjects and before you buy look at all your different subjects as a big picture put them all together and, and as you do that, and you know what, you guys go to different groups and say, does anyone use Right Start? How long does it take you to use to do a lesson? Does anyone use math lessons for a living education? How long does it take you to do a lesson? The more you do this, the better you're going to have an idea of what this will look like put together. Because we as homeschoolers have a tendency to go fall in love with something because it looks like it's the best of the best and we love it and we just get it. And then something else comes up and we love it and we just get it. And we continue this pattern until all of a sudden everything comes in the mail and we try to put it all together and we realize, oh my goodness, I do love all these things, but I can't use them all and it's not sustainable. It's not working for me. And you get overwhelmed. This is when you start to use too much curriculum. So another thing also that you need to keep in your mind is that especially with things like socials and science you can alternate those. There's no reason for you to have to do those every day. Right now we are doing them every day because I found resources that are very easy to use each day, especially for some of my students. But there's no problem with alternating those. I've done that in whole seasons and years of my life and it works very, very well. So you know, you also don't need to feel bogged down that you have to do everything all the time. You can fit stuff in, you can do looping, you can do morning basket, you can do other things that will allow you to to do more in your days without doing more in your day, if that makes sense. So you're not doing everything all at once, you're just creating a loop, a general movement through all these things that you're going to do in the afternoon with tea or in the morning in your morning basket. And these things allow you to fit in those fun things that you fall in love with, like your picture studies and your composer studies and your music studies and your nature journaling and, and all of those kinds of things can go into a loop or a basket or something that you would just work on, you know, every single day for this half an hour and loop through in sequence the things that you want to include in it. So these are just big picture things. I feel like I need to say again that what I share what I use, what works for me is not necessarily going to work for you. I talk about a lot of curriculum and there's a lot of curriculum that I gush about and I love, but I still don't use because even though I love it and even though it probably would work for us, I still have to do the same things as you and figure out how it's all going to fit together and, and, and how I can blend my kids together, which I really try to do as much as possible where I teach multiple kids the same thing at the same time so that I am using less of my time because I have five and five kids in homeschooling, everybody has their own subjects, it's too much. So even if I love that program or that program or that program, when I have to sit down and choose what we're using for the year, I have to think about my time as well. And so I'm gonna blend those two and they're gonna do socials together. These three kids are gonna do that science together and these two kids are gonna do this language arts together and I blend them as much as I can so that I have more freedom and flexibility so just because I gush about something doesn't even necessarily mean I'm using it and it it is all to show you what is out there it's not to say go and buy this this is what you have to use because you still have to go through the same process of figuring out what is feasible and what is sustainable for you. So I hope this gives you a little bit of direction. I am putting together, I've had it before on my blog and I just wasn't able to keep up with it, Um, but I am putting together a course that's gonna be very, very simple, one week long, that's gonna help you identify what curriculum might work for you. And it's just gonna walk you through some of these steps. Um, It is the number one question that I get asked. So I feel like I need to create something that is just very easy for people to work through, to get an idea of what's out there, to ask yourself these questions, to understand your children, what are their learning styles, what is your teaching style, and to start to identify how can you even figure out what is going to work. How can you even figure out where to start? And so stay tuned for that. I'll have more information on the blog post if you go to this podcast episode on my blog, homeschoolon.com. Um, and that will give you a better idea of what I'm doing as well as I'll have if you're interested a sign up form that you could just put your name in and I'll let you know when I'm ready to launch it but I will have that going this summer so that you guys can start to work through these things and I'll hold your hand through it and it will make it hopefully a little bit easier for you. Okay you guys that is all I have for today. I wanted to just chat curriculum because I know so many of you are shopping right now. If you missed it I did a live announcement of why we're not using the good and the beautiful this year on my Facebook page but I will also link to the YouTube video which is much shorter because I cut out all of those questions and um, I did an official statement on my YouTube channel as well so I will link to that in the podcast episode on my blog but you can also just go to my YouTube channel which is homeschool on and see that video there and that hopefully will give you guys a good idea because I know that I've raved about it this past year and everyone was expecting to see that and when I did my curriculum reveal which I'll also link to but you can also see on YouTube and my blog Um, A lot of people were asking me why I wasn't using it. So as I was looking at curriculum for this year, I made some changes and I explained why in these videos. So if you want to see what I'm using, go and check out my curriculum reveal and if you want to see what I why I'm not using the good and the beautiful for this year then go and check out that video and I'm excited I'm excited for this coming year I'm excited to have more freedom and flexibility and looping and morning baskets and more of our own flair in our homeschool and I hope I hope I hope that I don't confuse you guys and instead am able to just give you more direction and insight and inspiration into your own homeschool days and otherwise if you like what you hear on my youtube or here on my podcast hit subscribe you guys subscribe to me and you will find out when I post every single week I post on my podcast every Monday so if you want to tune in again find me next Monday come and follow me on my blog or social media channels and I will talk to you guys again next week